It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining with me. Bit on the cool side. Temperatures have dropped. Some of you in southeast Wyoming, a little bit of snow moving through the area. Keep updating you with the uh, forecast from Don Day. And temperatures do drop quite a bit over the next few days as temperatures are now more, instead of coming from California and right off the Pacific, will be coming more from Canada straight down. All of that is explained in Don Day's weather forecast, which is updated 645 and live with him at 745 in the morning. Okay, so for those of you who listen every single day to the kind of news that comes on your talk radio station, and sometimes you wonder, is there any hope for humanity? Yes. Oh, you're gonna love this. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So I, I don't know how else to explain this to you. Remember the movie that came out a while ago that, um, what, well, Idiocracy, where the plot was all of the smart people, or the people who thought they were smart anyway, you know, the ones with college degrees and things like that. For whatever reason, they didn't have any kids or not many kids at all. And all of the idiots out there who, you know, the people who lived in trailer parks were breeding like crazy. And so you go a couple hundred years in the future and all that's left is just a bunch of idiots because the smart people didn't breed. Uh-huh. Headline, three cheers for the surge in liberal men getting vasectomies. You see, I told you you would love this. There's hope for humanity. The story says we love tracking social trends around here. An interesting one is shown among liberal men over the past year or so. It has nothing to do with uh, fidget spinners or facial tattoos. It was in the wake of the Supreme Court decision, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, subsequent restrictions on abortions enacted in some states. American men have been getting vasectomies in record numbers. Life News reported last week, medical professionals are citing an increase of up to 200% the number of vasectomies being performed around the nation. Uh, many patients proudly described their decision as a show of solidarity with pro-abortion women. Now, you see, I, I just think they're still trying to hook up with those women, and so they'll say and do anything. But, okay, moving on. 
Story says uh, liberal men are getting vasectomies in record number to protest abortion bans across the country. In the wake of that decision, reports of increased number of vasectomies have been coming in over the last six months following the summer ruling from the Supreme Court. In fact, reports began surfacing after Texas became the first state to successfully ban abortions in 2021. Now, I wonder, does that mean if you're heading down, let's say, uh, you're walking through a mall or a plaza or somewhere out in public, and you see a guy walking towards you, and he's wearing a mask, a COVID mask, and he's the only person out there doing it, there's a really good chance he's had a vasectomy, too. So, you see, there's hope we can just breed these people out. After that, National Public Radio indicated that the numbers are shooting up nationwide, and thankfully, the men getting vasectomies are the ones who, well, are perfectly fine with um, the whole idea of, well, they're more leftists. One clinic in Des Moines, Iowa, reported signing up the same number of new vasectomy patients in 48 hours than they'd normally seen in three months. Others reported similar figures as well. Large increase came among men in their late 30s and slightly smaller increase among men in their 20s. Oddly, many men choosing to go to Planned Parenthood for vasectomies rather than a surgeon who specializes in the procedure. The author here says, I would have even guessed that they offered such procedures. I would never have guessed he said they'd offer such procedures, but apparently they do. Quote, since the Dobbs decision, we've seen an increase in the number of male-bodied people. Male-bodied people. Well, hang on. <laughs> male-bodied people. Well, no, they, they can't say it that way because no, whatever someone might uh, decide that they are, not what nature made them, so they have to be referred to as male-bodied people. Coming in and requesting vasectomies, said one doctor at Planned Parenthood, we performed 142 vasectomies in 2021, and then 2022, there's an increase after that, after the court decision. Male-bodied people. I'm going to have to work on that one for a while. Okay, so this author says, I'm not going to try to discourage anyone who really isn't ready to have children. I mean, if that's what you want to get to, so perhaps this trend will produce an unexpected social benefit, he writes. After all, men involved in this surge are almost certainly doing it as a form of virtue signaling, a, a support for their pro-abortion companions. So you see, this is absolutely perfect. For those of you who just looked around and went, there is absolutely no hope for humanity, we're done. And I do have friends who say that from time to time. We're just done. What are we going to do here? There's no hope for me yet. Well, if you have never seen the movie Idiocracy, then I would suggest you go ahead and watch it. Because in this movie, they show, at the very early stages of the movie, they show a very uh, liberal, college-educated couple. They just keep putting off having kids for all of their liberal social ideas. They keep putting off having kids. So they never have kids. Meantime, there's this guy who lives in a trailer park, and he's got his wife, and around the trailer park, oh, he's got women all over the place. So he has kids running all over the place. So, again, let's go into the future, and who ends up taking over the planet? 
Right. So here's an opportunity to breed out socialists. Right. They're not going to have any kids or not many at all. And I have read to you articles from people who have said, in fact, I should look this up next. There are those who say they don't want to have kids because of climate change. We have to have fewer children. And my answer to that is you go right ahead. Have fewer kids or no kids to save the planet. You go right ahead. This is the perfect way to breed this out. In fact, for those people who buy heavily into the whole woke ideology, then please just follow suit here. And folks, it won't be but maybe a generation or two, and we'll be rid of them. John and Gillette. Now, if the mask-wearing vasectomized med would only wear soundproof masks or maybe oxygen-proof, yeah, well, sort of soundproof, you know, because when they talk, you know, so you have a better chance of not being able to hear them. By the way, John, since I have you listening here, uh, so I like to watch some, it's geeky. I know this is really geeky, but these days, because of small cameras like the GoPro, and you can stick those little cameras anywhere, there's a lot of people who are uh, private pilots who like to put cameras in the cockpit of their little four-seater airplane and go flying, right? And then they post that on YouTube that, hey, here's me flying my Cessna or Cherokee or whatever. Yeah. And I do kind of enjoy watching people fly whatever airplane they have in whatever part of the country. Just a few months ago, there was a young man somewhere in California, and he was flying, just trying to build some hours. And he was in a Cessna 172, meaning just a little four-seater airplane, by himself, way up in the air, flying all alone, cross-country, wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was so tempted to type in and ask him what the point of that was. Let's see. Uh, Jim and Casper... Uh, oh, yeah. Basically, he's he's saying, unfortunately, uh, Joe Biden wasn't part of that group. Yeah, Biden went ahead and bred. Yeah, that's a shame. 616 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes the best way you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Six twenty is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, so for those just joining me real quick, I am just offering some hope to the world. I came across an article that said more liberal men than ever before are getting vasectomies. And this especially happened after the decision that sent Roe v. Wade back to the states. And so a lot of liberal men, to show solidarity with women, which means I think they're still just trying to hook up, went ahead and got vasectomies. The number just went through the roof, which means we will finally, we're finally on the cusp of breeding out these thinkers that we would love to breed out. So I would suggest that uh, more conservatives and libertarian thinkers out there have more kids. Honestly, have more kids. All right, now, let's see, well, who did this? I think this was, yes, yeah, CNBC. Headline, climate change is making people think twice about having children, you see? 
for those who buy into the cult of climate change. All right, story says a growing number of people are reluctant to bring children into a world that's set to be ravaged by climate change in the coming decades. That's the first sentence. I'm going to read that again because that's the first sentence here. A growing number of people are reluctant to bring a child into a world that's set to be ravaged by climate change in the coming decades. See, this is a doomsday cult mentality. This week, the United Nations issued a code red for humanity as the world's leading climate scientists delivered their starkest warning yet. Now, that's garbage, too. These are not world's leading scientists. That's not true. Anyway, it's a deepening climate emergency. Intergovernmental panel on climate change said global temperatures likely will rise by 1.5 degrees Celsius in the next two decades. That's also not true because I gave you some numbers yesterday that showed we've had some hot years, we've had some cold years, you know, up and down, back and forth. But actually, over the past few decades, if you look at the graph, the temperature for the planet has not trended up or down. We have been flatlined. There have been some warmer years, some cooler years, but the trend on the graph shows we flatlined. Analysis at Morgan Stanley said in a note to investors last month, the movement to not have children, owning to the fears of climate change, is growing and impacting fertility rates quicker than any preceding trend in the field of fertility. Fertility is declining. Yes, among people who are afraid that over the next couple of decades, we're going to be in some climate crisis and that's it for humanity. Now, again, let the people who think this not breed. Thank you. To support the argument, the story says, they pointed to surveys, academic research, and Google data. Oh, yeah, you can trust that Google data, sure. That shows climate change is directly and indirectly accelerating. Yeah, And so there's a decline in fertility rates. UCL re UCLA researchers showed that the number of births in the U.S. fell in the nine months uh, after an extreme heat wave. A study of 18,000 couples in China last year showed that climate change and pollutants in particular was associated with a 20% increase uh, in infertility. Some people are choosing not to have children because they fear that doing so will only amplify the climate crisis. Quote, having a child is seven times worse for the climate in CO2 emissions annually over the next 10 months discuss think, <laughs> one child think about the climate impact again let them think this and don't have kids a Swedish study back in 2017 found that having one fewer child per family could save approximately 58.6 metric tons of CO2 in developing countries. However, Kimberly Nichols, one of the study authors, says in an interview with Vox this year that reducing the population is not the way to solve the climate crisis. No, don't say that. Shh. Don't tell them that. Let them believe this. All right, she says it is true more people will consume more resources and cause more greenhouse gas emissions. But she says, but that's not really the relevant time frame for actually stabilizing the climate, given that we have this uh, 
decade to cut emissions in half. Now, here again, that's part of the cult of climate change thing. They believe, they honestly believe, all you have to do is dial back the CO2 and the weather stabilizes and you don't have bad weather anymore. They honestly believe this. Now, if people who think that way and are fanatical about it stop having kids, then we can successfully just breed them out of the human population. And they're doing it to themselves. See, we don't have to be like China where we force them to not breed, force them to get vasectomies and et cetera, you know. No, they're doing it to themselves. Let them. The story goes on to say, others are concerned about extreme weather events their children may have to endure. Uh, crops will fail around the world. They'll starve. Daniel, a 35-year-old Brit who currently lives in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, has been married to his partner for 12 years. They were open to the idea of having children early in the relationship, but now, no. Over the last few years, this is, and I'm quoting him now. He says, over the last few years, the climate has definitely been a major contributor to us not wanting children. So <laughs> the couple has decided not to. You see? This is great. So, again, I would like more conservative and libertarian thinkers. Please go out and have more kids. And, let the, and let's encourage these people. No, you're doing the right thing. You want to save the planet. Prince Harry in 2019, now King Harry, I guess, said that he and his wife, Meghan, were planning to have a maximum of two children. But now they're citing environmental concerns. So, so, um, existential angst. James Combs, 39-year-old English teacher, told CNBC, I refuse to bring children into a burning hellscape we call a planet. <laughs> he actually said that. Combs said that he has always been unsure about having children. Now, quote, now as I look at the state of the economy, shoddy global health care and climate change, I feel like it's all, well, justified. So they're not going to have kids because of not just climate change, but the, the shape of everything. So don't have any kids. Again, you see, some of those who already have children are worried. Tom James, 39, managing partner, investor at public relations of Havas UK, told CNBC. I had a major depressive episode last year based on existential angst over the world and my, that my children are growing up. And I, I, I got news for you. Um, go back, way back. I mean, way back. Every generation thought it was the end times. Every single generation thought it was the end times. It's always been so. I mean, go back to the people who went through World War II, the Great Depression, go back through World War I. Let's even jump back and take a look at the Black Plague. I mean, on and on and on. There's not a single generation who didn't think that their, the, the times they were going through were the worst ever and it was all over for humanity. Go back thousands of years, everybody always thought that. It's the same today. But okay. Again. You don't want to have kids because you're concerned about things like this? I encourage you. I think you're doing the right thing. Don't have kids. For the rest of us, keep having kids because guess who takes over? I-80 John and Granny Candy. Morning, Glenn. 
What is the link to the Liberal Mail article? I'll send you both couple of links I was just talking about. Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Six thirty six at time. Let's wake up Wyoming. All right. So first story I have for you locally, state of Wyoming. There was yesterday. We're talking about this. A not a bill. That would make it a law, but a resolution banning electric vehicles in the state of Wyoming. Yeah, it's not to be taken seriously. It's just uh, some people in the Wyoming House and Senate wanted to make a statement and pass a bill banning electric vehicles in the same way that California wants to try banning the sale of gas-powered vehicles. Just not to really do it, but to make the statement. Anyway, that's failed. Kind of fun to talk about, but it's failed. Then our man in Cheyenne, Doug Nelson, sent me this this morning. At exactly 527 this morning, says the timestamp here. A bill has been filed in Wyoming to make sex change procedures on people under 18 in Wyoming a felony punishable by 10 years in prison. Wow, okay. Now, again, how far does that actually go? I have no idea. We'll just have to sit here and watch to see if it, you know. I see the bill to repeal most gun-free zones filed in Wyoming legislature. That continues to move up a little bit. So, okay. Just keeping an eye on the different bills. And, oh, Wyoming legislative leaders have laid out priorities for the state of Wyoming session. This one is also on the Wake Up Wyoming site here. So, Wyoming Senate President Ondon Driscoll, Speaker of the House Albert Summers, both Republicans outlined their priorities for this general session, the 67th general session, by the way. Driscoll and Summers focused on allocating a new and rare $2 billion budget surplus, and that's uh, practicing physical responsibility, reducing property tax burdens, making decisions about education and infrastructure and promoting what they say economic growth. Driscoll has served with Wyoming legislation since 2011. Summers have served since uh, 2013. So their statement, I'm reading from here, quote, this week we had the great honor of calling into order 67th cent, uh, session. We are committed to upholding rules, traditions. Okay, fine, let's get to the meat of it. To be sure, we have our work cut out during this legislative session. We'll decide how to allocate nearly $2 billion budget surplus. Much of this is a one-time windfall, which owes to improved revenues from oil and gas production, smart investments, and federal stimulus spending. It does not represent a wholesale change in our long-term economic outlook. And... 
there are some who would like I, it, that money to be invested, as in put in stocks and bonds and so on, and live off of the the interest of that, essentially. And there's other people who say, well, take an opportunity to spend that money in certain places. But it would be a one-time spending because once we've spent the $2 billion, we're done, right? Okay, we are committed to fiscal responsibility, reducing tax burdens, and are are hurting the men and women who, uh, th that don't hurt the men and women who work the hardest. In fact, our state is on the cusp of a residential property tax crisis, they write, in which hardworking families are often faced with the unimaginable decision of selling their home just to pay the tax bill. In the supplemental budget, the legislator has fully funded the property tax refund program, $5 million to provide relief for the most vulnerable, they say. Also, quote, we are considering spending our focus on the state's greatest needs like education and infrastructure and creating efficiencies, removing bureaucratic red tape in the way of economic growth. That's one of the best things you can do. Honestly, if you want to get the economy going, get the government out of the way. So if they can do that, great. Quote, funding education system that prepares all of our young people to succeed is perhaps the highest duty. Every dollar invested wisely in our schools benefits our community. There's the thing, invested wisely. In other words, don't invest more money in the state's bureaucracy at the school level. Don't do that. Investing more money in the bureaucracy for schools doesn't help the kid in the classroom at all. It just makes our school more expensive without any benefit to the kids. They go on to say, at the same time, we'll strive to craft a policy that fosters economic growth and diversification. If you want to read the entire letter that they put out, it's there. It's not all that long. And you'll find it there on the Wake Up Wyoming site. I'm sure at some point, uh, Miss Mary will go ahead and alert that out so you can go ahead and read the whole thing. But that's what their goals are for the time. So there's about $2 billion and they're taking a look at how to spend the $2 billion in a one-time spend that would make sense. So schools, infrastructure, stuff like that. Some tax relief. All right, here's Don, oh, those people in Southeast Wyoming, pay close attention to this. Don Day's updated his weather forecast. This is a longer, more detailed forecast, and a lot of this affects you guys. This weather update. Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, when you are heading down the highway and you look over and there's a train in Wyoming, it's what about a mile long? Uh, it, yeah, it goes on and on. It's impressive sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I have a story here with videos. The one of the big tankers, like an oil tanker. Mm -hmm decided to make a break for it. I don't know where he thought he was going and traveled all by itself for 16 miles. Oh, really? By itself? Yes. Wow. No train attached. And people all over the, this is in Washington State, all over, got video of this thing just heading down the track by itself. You know, it goes going pretty good clip too, about 25 miles an hour. And there's one a crossing where police showed up just to make sure nobody got involved. As they just went right through the crossing, not a care in the world, you know. Yeah. 
I, I guess it was trying to make a break for it. What is it not like union wages or something? I don't know. Like that? So don't how know. did they stop it? Eventually, it just how do you stop something that heavy? Well, either it's going to run into something, yeah, intentional or in, unintentional, or yeah. it just runs out of steam. It just well, or, it, or it goes uphill on a grade go. and, and then goes some, back going the other way. Yeah, at some point it got on a flat enough surface that it slowed down and stopped, and so somebody jumped on board and applied the brakes. Okay. Good. You know, but I mean, what do you really do with a tanker like that? Is just heading down about 25 miles an hour, just chugging along all by itself. There's really not a lot you can do. Just let it go. Well, that's a tanker, by the way. And if it goes off the rails and whatever's yeah. in it spills, right? No well, good. Now, according to this, though, it didn't. Here we go. Paraffin wax. <laughs> okay. I think we're okay. Okay, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, unless we have like a. Some kind of a, a candle catastrophe somewhere. I was like, I don't really know what to do. But there's shots. There was one guy who got himself on a bridge and watched it go underneath. Oh, really? <laughs> and people all over the place going, would you look at that? I still look at it as at some point the tanker decided just to make a break for it. Yeah, he, he, was, tar- he was tired of it. You know, he, wanted, he wanted to see the rest of the world. Yes. Not in the middle of a train where you can't see in front of you right. or in the back yeah. of you. That's right. You got, yeah. you got guys in front. You got guys in the back. They're kind of annoying. Here's a chance to make a break all by himself. So now he's got bragging rights to the rest of the cars. I went solo one time. Yeah. You guys try should that give that one a try. Men's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowboys will try it again tonight. They'll travel to Colorado Springs to meet the Air Force. It's been a miserable season for the Cowboys with all their injuries and subsequent poor play. They are 5-12 and overall, 0-5 in Mountain West play with lopsided losses starting to pile up. Air Force is 2-3 and in league play, 11-7 and overall. It's a 7 p.m. start tonight from the Academy. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls kept rolling along. They beat Nevada on the road last night, 50 7-53. So they're 5-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play. 12-5 and five overall. Allison Ferdig and Emily Malima each had 16 points for the Cowgirls. UW, however, 1 of 11 from the three-point line, but 16 of 19 from the free-throw line. Cowgirls will host UNLV on Thursday in Laramie. Girls High School basketball from over the weekend. First on Friday, Laramie overall in 65-39. Scotts Bluff beat Cheyenne Central 61-58. Glenrock over Dubois 63-45. And Matizzi over Midwest 45-21. On Saturday, the Cheyenne girls lost to Scotts Bluff 69-55, and that broke a 48-game winning streak for East, which tied a state record. Also in girls' play, Laramie all over Rock Springs 62-35. Wheatland beat Cheyenne South 59-31. In boys' basketball from Friday, Rock Springs got by Laramie 66-34. Cheyenne Central over Scotts Bluff 56-55. Lenrock over Dubois 67-63. And Matitsi beat Midwest 66-34. On Saturday, Rock Springs over Laramie 60 69- 9-53. Cheyenne South, a winner over Wheatland, 48-45. Cheyenne Central over Cherokee. Trail Colorado, 72-61. Cheyenne East beats Gospel off Nebraska, 52-48. And Dubois over Midwest, 62-28. Then Midwest turned around and beat Arveda Claremont, 55-40. And the NFL playoffs from last night, Dallas drove Tampa Bay, 31-14. So Tampa Bay is out, and Dallas will be at San Francisco on Sunday for the divisional round playoff game. In the other NFC game, Philadelphia will host the New York Giants on Saturday night. In the AFC 
AFC Kansas City will host Jacksonville on Saturday, and Cincinnati goes to Buffalo on Sunday. In the NFL coaching carousel, the Denver Broncos still looking for their head coach, Jim Harbaugh. The University of Michigan coach says he is going to stay with the Wolverines. The big prize is former New Orleans head coach Sean Payton, who interviewed with Houston yesterday. Reportedly, he will interview with the Broncos today. New Orleans will be compensated by whichever team signs Payton, uh, likely a mid to late first round draft pick. And that's in sports. Wait, did I hear you say Tampa's out? Out. Oh, so okay. so Brady says, you know, he's going to play this, you know, one day at a time. Right. If he's going to play again mm-hmm. or play again, A, with Tampa, right. play again with another team or not play at all. Mm-hmm. So he's, I mean, he's in no rush. He's got a lot of time and a lot of money to decide. He has, he's in no rush. Yeah. This is a guy who doesn't think about buying a lottery ticket. His life was a lottery yeah, ticket. A, a continuing lottery ticket. Yeah. No, no. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some... Local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local, update on your weather forecast. you got to get back into it. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming. Six to time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Tuesday. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So, real quick for those people who missed the first hour of the program because you don't tune in right at six o'clock, just a real quick review. But you can go back and listen to it. So, I had some stories that showed that more liberal Democrat men than ever. I mean, big time numbers are getting vasectomies. And across the globe, people who really buy wholeheartedly into the whole cult of climate change thing have decided not to have kids because they don't want that. They, they really believe that we're going to have a huge climate crisis in the next decade or so, so they don't want to bring kids into that. And I went through all of the data and everything that they said, and I'm encouraging them to not have kids. If you saw the movie Idiocracy, you know why. Now, if you missed that the first hour of the program, remember, no, you didn't. Because you can always use the Wake Up Wyoming app. When this program is over, it becomes a podcast. Okay, so all you got to do is use your app, touch on demand, select today's episode, Listen to the first hour of the program so you've never missed a thing the whole way. Now, before I get into this next one, warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, 
and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So if you've been following, you know, that over the past few years, speaking of the whole climate change thing and the cult of climate change, Western states from here like Wyoming and, of course, even North South Dakota and Nebraska and go all the way west over to the left coast been going through a drought. Now, if you actually do follow the science on this, you know that these things come and go. Just watch the cycles of the sun and you can watch as drought cycles come and go. It's a it, yeah, the cycles of the sun go through phases and therefore the weather on this planet goes through phases and we have drought periods and wet periods and you would understand why if you actually followed the science on this. And for those who look at places like the western states that keep getting drier over long periods of time, you would understand that this place used to be, where, where I'm at now here in Wyoming, was at the bottom of an ocean. It was an inland sea, shallow but inland sea. It was a swamp. Over millions of years, this place just keeps getting drier and drier and drier. It's just part of what has nothing to do with human beings. It's just natural. All right, get a load of this. California has been going through some pretty bad drought, right? And right away, of course, the, the cult of climate change. Oh, we cause this. No, it's cycles. And as Don Day on this program, regional weatherman, has explained, when states like California come out of their drought, they come out suddenly historically as we watch the numbers every time a drought cycle ends they come out of it really fast that's why suddenly california is out of drought but get a load of this headline for california the worst of the drought is over but billions of gallons of fresh water still head straight to the ocean the latest update from the u.s drought monitor showed an extraordinary deep a splotch of dark purple. Well, it talks about how all of the rain and snow and so on. And how when you take a look at the reservoirs, those suckers are filling up. And there's a lot more to come because you got to figure all the snowpack that's building up there. Not just the rain and snow that fell right down on the reservoirs, but there's all this snowpack, so a lot more is on the way. Just one month ago, 7% of California was an exceptional drought. An exceptional drought. Now there's a few areas that are in minor drought. That's about it. After a series of downpours last week dumped about nine inches of rain on just the San Gabriel Mountains, some 8.4 billion gallons were impounded behind 14 large dams, easing floods and building up valuable stores of water for the drier summer months ahead. But, the story says, but... In a state that's weathering a crippled multi-year drought, much larger streams of water, estimated at tens of billions of gallons, have been rushing right by them, right out into the Pacific Ocean. Devastating for a community, well, that really needs this water. In fact, I'm looking, there's a video in front of me. It's a, uh, let's see, LA River, which runs right into the ocean. So all of that water, an estimated 18 billion gallons from a single storm, went straight into the ocean in L.A. County 
and they had no plans to capture some of that. Now the county is embarking on a radical and risky experiment to see if it can increase the supply, about $300 million per year program that would build hundreds of small water capture projects. Remember they had a problem a while ago? I wonder if this is still a thing. I'd like to find out. The Delta Schmelt, remember that? A little guppy fish in California. They wanted to save that little guppy fish. So they diverted water away from the Central Valley where so many farmers are to save that little guppy fish. Okay, so the new water capture effort in Los Angeles County was prompted not just by water shortages, but by a series of environmental lawsuits that sought to stop pollution of the coast with contaminated runoff. The aim of the new system would be not only capturing runoff, but cleaning it as well. Okay. And that's because places like, well, the cities of California are just filthy, honestly. So for those people who complain that us here, we folks out here in western states like Wyoming, we are destroying the planet. Really? Have you driven around Wyoming? Because if I took you through cities like Los Angeles and other such cities, I'll show you people who are destroying the planet. Here's a quote. It would not be surprising if they let that water go, said Mr. Lund, water expert UC Davis. There are a lot of ways for things to go wrong when there are lots of and, and something will. One concern among engineers involves maintenance of hundreds of dry wells in the future. Yeah, they can get clogged in many different ways. So the idea of capturing it with many different wells might not be the way to go, is what he's saying. Is it water infrastructure, high maintenance costs? But right now, they're letting so much of this. Here again is a state that's just been through a drought period, and they're finally coming to the end of it, and they're letting how much water just get away? And they've never, and a lot of this is because of environmental lawsuits. Rather than, hey, let's go ahead and store some of that water because sometime in the future, we're going to go through a drought again, and we can have all this water stored up and ready to go if we had planned ahead. 7.15, Wake Up Wyoming. It matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888 woods and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. Time is 720 to wake up Wyoming. It's a Tuesday. Keep uh, listening to that weather forecast if you're in southeastern Wyoming because today, tomorrow, weather moving in. You'll hear that in Donde's forecast. He's on with me at 745 to talk in detail about that. Then just some cold weather heads down into the area. That's just going to stick with us for a while. There are a couple of, well, there is a couple of guys who have done a comedy bit on MTV. You can now watch it other places. Key and Peel, who I think are probably about the best comedy duo to come along in several generations. I was watching them again over the course of the weekend, and I saw a skit that they did. I thought, I gotta play it for you guys. These are a couple of bank robbers trying to make a plan. Now I know this plan is foolproof. Check this out. 
First of all, you and me start working at the bank. Doesn't matter the position, okay? Just so long as we get in there. Then we just go there every day, do the work, gain their trust until we get them in the palm of our hand. That's how we get the money. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, bro. They deposit the money into our bank accounts. Week after week, month after month. They're not even gonna know they're being robbed. And then 20, 30 years later, we walk out the front door like nothing even happened. That's called a job. <laughs> so all you had to do is just go get a job. You get kind of the same. Okay. So back to the Wyoming House and Senate. Facing clear and present danger, says Cowboy State Daily. From anti coal policies, Wyoming lawmakers okay more money to sue. So let's see where they're going with this. The House Minerals Business and Economic Development Committee Monday unanimously passed an amendment to a bill that would give Governor Mark Gordon more flexibility in litigation over coal plant closures. In 2021, Wyoming lawmakers passed a $1.2 million appropriation that allowed the governor and his office to pursue cases against other states and agencies then enact or enforce regulations or actions that impedes Wyoming's ability to export coal. So that would include taking coal and heading over to, let's say, Washington State, as one example, and trying to use their ports to send it to China. And, of course, states like Washington State, well, you know, we, we got to consider climate change here and letting China go ahead and use that coal. We've been dealing with that for several years now. The money came out of a dispute with Washington State, the story says, which acted to prevent the construction of a coal export terminal that could potentially have opened the Asian markets to Wyoming coal. And they do want our coal. We have, Look, they have coal over there in Asia, but Wyoming coal is some of the best quality, if not the best quality in the world. Wyoming, the story said, had intended to pursue litigation against Washington and the U.S. Supreme Court arguing that the state was violating the Interstate Commerce Clause, which gives the federal government authority to regulate the flow of goods between states. Seven to two decision, the court refused to hear the case. In Monday, the committee hearing, uh, Representative Christopher Knapp, Republican Gillette, explained, the governor's office needs more legis uh, leverage with money beyond just using it to fight the terminal project, which has been nixed altogether. House Bill 69 would allow Wyoming to use 1.2 million from 2021 appropriation, plus now some extra. An example, the chief energy advisor for the governor said Portland, Oregon is banning the transportation of coal through the city which harms Wyoming's ability to engage in interstate commerce. Quote, we're seeing more and more local governments making efforts to ban what he calls fossil fuels. Get a chance to talk to this guy in person. It's organic fuel. Knapp discussed federal agency rulemaking, such as the EPA's proposed good neighbor provision, which would require the agency and states to address interstate transportation of air pollution. So in other words, if we're burning, you know, for a coal power plant, that, uh, it, and that's a steam stack. I don't call those smoke stacks anymore. Those are steam stacks, and that moves across the landscape into other states. 
Well, we have to watch out for that, right? Well, again, what's primarily coming out of there is steam. But you want to go ahead and have the discussion? Fine, let's do that. Quote, it's basically the tip of the spear for what is clear and present danger to Wyoming's economic future, Knapp said. Knapp said that coal plants sometimes close, but the amendment to HB 69 gives Wyoming more room to pursue litigation when the closures are early retirements resulting from anti-coal ideology. The Southeast Power Pool, a regional trade organization that supplies power to parts of Southeast Wyoming, anticipates losing 43% of its coal capacity because of early closures. Mountain West, that's another uh, serving parts of Wyoming, is expected to lose about 82% of coal capacity. Representative Don Burkhardt, Republican Rowland, said companies would be free to close coal fire power plants when business di- dictates so, but when someone's intentionally trying to get into the way our way, so they can't do business, that's a different thing. Cases that would be funded by the amendment would apply to plant closures that are done purposefully to impact another state. So, quote, I'll remind you that practically every school in Wyoming was paid for by severance on coal, Burkhardt said. So now, in one of the testimonies in favor of the bill, explaining that 90% of the coal mined in Wyoming is exported to other states, that supports a lot of jobs across the country. Almost all of that coal terminal coal used in production of electricity, which is vital to maintain a reliable electrical grid. Quote, we particularly have seen in the last couple of years, as many companies have rushed to go to just wind and solar, we see that they, well, they actually find it's more reliable to have something that can provide energy 24-7, which is why I love reminding you guys, when we get a really good heat wave or a really good cold snap, the reliable energy that provides power to keep you cool or keep you warm, or the power on in other ways in general, is not wind and solar. That's not the reliable energy. It's the coal power plant and the natural gas power plant. And if more energy is needed, they can just provide it. So under the Biden administration, the story says a broader range of legal actions would be needed. Quote, we're currently under a situation where many of the administrators believe that the best way to solve our climate issues is to end the use of coal. He said, Wyoming, the state of Wyoming is supportive of addressing climate change, Holt pause right there. This is where I have a problem with what they're doing. Well, we're supportive of fighting climate change. That's why we have carbon capture. Stop that. As soon as you buy into their false premise, you have screwed your argument, which is why I would like the state of Wyoming to get out of carbon capture and start making the actual scientific argument against it. Instead of, you're not going to appease these people. There's no appeasing these people by taking ridiculous, really flat out ridiculous actions like carbon capture. Appeasing these people will never happen. It's not going to work that way. They want it all shut down. That's what they're fighting for. Coming up on 730, local news coming away right after local news. Update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Let's wake up Wyoming.
Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Wake up Wyoming, 7.36 the time. A bill outlawing flying drones over prisons is ahead of the Wyoming House and Senate. How come we never thought of this before? You know, look, whatever happened to the old idea of just delivering a cake with a saw in it? Now you're getting all high tech and everything. Going to use a drone. All right. Well, and I can see it right now. Somebody who wants to deliver something over a fence of a prison. Oh, I can't do I would have done it, but they made it illegal, so I can't do it now. Right? That's why people wind up in prison in the first place, isn't it? Because there, there was a law there. And I, you know, I, I was going to do it, but they made it illegal, so I stopped. Oftentimes, people who are in prison don't care if something's illegal or not. But okay. A bill to prohibit flying drones over penal institutions soared through the Wyoming Senate. You see what they did there? Soared because it's flying and it's soaring. Yeah, okay. In testimony with the Senate Judiciary Committee Friday, Wyoming Department of Corrections director said there had only been two instances in Wyoming involving drones and prisons, and in both cases, it involved the delivery of tobacco. Yes, somebody flew a drone over a prison wall to make sure a buddy inside the prison had some smokes. However, other institutions in the United States have had weapons and drugs delivered by drones. Quote, it's just a matter of time. <clears throat> Throughout our nation, institutions are having more and more episodes so this gentleman says it's also a concern that drones are used to spy on prisons to identify guards, inmates, specific details, number of doors, where they lead, to set up a break, right? So after unanimous approval on the committee, Senate File 32 was passed. A full vote is heading toward the Senate floor real soon. The bill passes the legislature will make it illegal for anyone except law enforcement to fly a drone. If you do it, it's at least a $2,000 fine. And, oh, it could be if you deliver something, not just fly over a prison. If you deliver something, that could be up to $10,000 and 10 years in prison. Speaking of the legislative body, our man in Cheyenne is there. Miss Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Coming up on 745 off, we go to talk to Don Day of Day Weather. So, Don, a lot of the winter weather we've had so far has actually not gotten to southeast Wyoming. So I guess by listening to your forecast, it's their turn. Yeah, kind of is. The southeast corner of the state is definitely under the gun for the most accumulations of snow, and this will stretch into western Nebraska, down into the front range of Colorado. Uh, so Cheyenne, Wheatland, Torrington, Pine Bluffs, Burns, you're all looking at moderate to heavy snowfall. There's not going to be as much in Laramie. Laramie is going to get a little what we call snow shadow, and easterly wind is downhill in the Laramie, not upslope, but Laramie will get some as well. Casper, Douglas, Lusk, over to Lander, Riverton, those areas on the northern fringes of the system. It'll snow, but amounts will be lighter. Then as you get up north, we really don't expect too much along I-90 or the north northern part of the state. What's the schedule look like for this rolling in? 
really after dark. Uh, mm-hmm. While we will see some developing snow showers today, that's what they're going to be, snow showers. But overnight tonight, especially after sundown through about 9 a.m. tomorrow is when the heaviest snow will fall uh, in those areas that I just mentioned before the system pulls off to the east. Uh, so tonight and through the first half of Wednesday. Okay, now we have been talking about, and it's about to happen, it's, it's coming. So the gate swings. And the weather that was coming from the straight west is out of play for a while, but now it opens up Canada, and that's just like a straight shot right down. Yeah, we're gonna. The door is going to be open to Canada here in the coming weeks. It'll come in surges. We'll we'll have a cold front, and we'll see a little light snow and some colder air move in. We're certainly going to see that this weekend. And on the back side of the storm. Canadian air is going to leak in behind this system as well. So the, the second half of the week will be colder. The weekend will be pretty chilly. And as we look into the last 10 days of January, last two weeks of this month and into early February, we see a pattern developing that looks persistently cold. The, the Pacific airflow gets shut off and uh, the Canadian air will have easy access moving on in. So it, it is a fundamental, widespread, large-scale change in the weather pattern across really the whole continent. Now, when we talk colder, let's talk how cold is colder. Sub-zero like that blast we got or just in the 20s? What are we dealing with? Well, certainly it'll be a little colder than average. If you look at average temperatures this time of year for highs, they're generally upper 30s and lower 40s in most areas. We do see those temperatures trending colder than average. The opportunity for Arctic outbreaks to bring you know severe cold, far below zero, is certainly going to be available in this pattern now i can't tell you the timing of this but for the last two weeks of january into the first half of february odds are pretty good that some sub-zero days and nights are probably going to occur in this type of pattern so if you haven't changed your blinker fluid yet <laughs> that, that that is right you know yeah. i heard there was a run on blinker fluid yeah, in right. december so soon. i heard it's in stock again so thank we'll you pick some up. Yeah. i appreciate it non-day with day with okay well i just wanted to make sure that he was able to get that in there that yeah we could have some serious sub-zero along with that because again we're opening up the door to canada speaking of which off to the icebox we go frank gambino frank the last big storm that we had come through GPS stranded about a dozen vehicles seeking alternative routes through the Red Desert area. Why? 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 Are we, why? <laughs> why? And then why are we not surprised? Yes, right. So I mean, if you're yeah. going on GPS, these are trails. Right. Yeah. In the winter. Just don't buy it. Yeah. So the story admits the onslaught of calls for crashes, stranded motorists, road closings. Sweetwater County Sheriff noticed a theme with some travelers on GPS. About a dozen vehicles ended up stranded. Bar X Road, which is not a main road. You're talking like gravel back road. It's probably and, not even a county road. Right. Probably not. Blizzard conditions. <laughs> some had were unable to call for help because, you know, they it's got a cell out. phone dead zone. Yeah. Exactly. So what... Most of the motorists are in an area outside of town were directed to seasonally uninhabited country by GPS navigation systems, which suggested it as an alternative because 80 was closed. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think in the, in the future, people say, you know, GPS is, is yeah. good for a lot of things. It's not good for not bad at all, weather. No. Yeah. You know, there, there's no alternative some of the time sometimes there right. is sometimes they're not you know but 
out in the middle of nowhere? There was a term I actually hadn't even heard until just a couple of years ago, but I like the term. It's called get their itis. Get their itis, yes. Get their itis is when you have this idea in your head, I have to get there. I have to get there. And you will do anything because you have to get there. Although I've learned being a little older and just a mild bit wiser than I was when I was two years old. Yeah. That if, let's say I'm out there in you know, on I-80 somewhere and a storm comes and they start dropping the crossing guards on the interstate, get a hotel, stay put, just wait. You will get there... Maybe a day late. Yeah, I might. Yes, a day a day or two. I'm okay with that. Forget the get there itis. Well, we've got, I'll drive through whatever we've got. No, just stay, get some munchies, enjoy the television that they have there in the hotel room, and just wait and relax. Hey, there's a nice bed there in the hotel room. Nap a lot. You're okay. And, and, and take a look at the weather before you leave. That's right, yeah. And whatever the GPS suggests as an Forget alternate route in Wyoming, yeah. Just, I no. mean, for the love of Pete, forget about it. No. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will try it again. They'll travel to Colorado Springs to meet the Air Force tonight. It's been a miserable season for the Cowboys with all their injuries and subsequently poor play. They are 5-12 and overall, 0-5 in Mountain West play with lopsided losses starting to pile up. Air Force is 2-3 and in league play, 11-7 and overall. It's a 7 p.m. start from the Academy. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls kept rolling along. They beat Nevada in Reno last night, 57-53 to get to 5-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play, 12-5 and five overall. Allison Furtig and Emily Malima each had 16 points, but UW was 1 of 11 from the three-point line, but 16 of 19 from the free-throw line. Cowgirls will host UNLV on Thursday in Laramie. And girls high school basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday, Laramie overall in 65-39. Scotts Bluff beat Cheyenne Central 61-58. Glenrock over Dubois 63-45. And Matiti beat Midwest 45 to 21. On Saturday, the Cheyenne girls lost to Scotts Bluff 69-55, and that broke a 48-game win- winning streak for East, which had tied a state record. Also in girls play, Laramie all over Rock Springs 62-35, and Wheatland beat Cheyenne South 59-31. In boys basketball from Friday, Rock Springs over Laramie 66-54, Cheyenne Central over Scotts Bluff 56-55, Glenrock over Dubois 67-63, and Matitsi defeated Midwest 66-34. On Saturday, Rock Springs over Laramie 69-53. Cheyenne South over Rock uh, defeated Wheatland 48-45. And Cheyenne Central over Cherokee Trail, Colorado 72-61. Cheyenne East over Scotts Bluff, Nebraska 52-48. And Dubois over Midwest 62-28. Midwest also defeated Arcadia Claremont 55-40. And the NHL play, any NFL playoffs from last night. Dallas drew Tampa Bay 31-14. So Dallas will be at San Francisco on Sunday for the divisional round playoffs. And the other NFC game, Philadelphia hosted New York Giants on Saturday night. In the AFC, Kansas City will host Jacksonville on Saturday. Cincinnati goes to Buffalo on Sunday. In the NFL coaching carousel, the Denver Broncos still looking for their new head coach. Jim Harbaugh, the University of Michigan coach, said he is staying with the Wolverines. The big prize is former New Orleans head coach Sean Payton, who interviewed with Houston yesterday. Reportedly, he will interview with the Broncos today. New Orleans has to be compensated by whoever team signs Payton as he's still under contract with the Saints, likely a mid to late round first round draft pick. That's in sports. So, do you have a prediction now for the Super Bowl? Now we've no, I'm, I'm going to probably now. stick with um, Buffalo and Philadelphia. Buffalo and Philadelphia. Okay, those two. Okay, we'll see how. That, now you know yeah. this this game on Sunday. You have 
two favorite sons of Wyoming in the game. Okay. One for each team. Right. Josh Allen, Logan Wilson. Okay. The good news is that a Wyoming favorite son will advance to the AFC Championship game. Oh, good. Okay. So one way or the other, and we the, come out ahead yeah, of this. But the bad news is, is that one favorite son of Wyoming yes. will not. Okay. We're not going to be able to have it both ways. No. Okay. Either way, though, we've got a real good shot of BF someone from Wyoming in the Super Bowl. Well, one step closer. One step closer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some... Local business we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Get into open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Six, it's a Tuesday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. We'll do the open phone thing in just a minute. I want to get everybody up to speed real quick. I did this whole monologue, first hour of the program, that if you weren't here at 6 a.m., I understand, but you should go back and listen to it. And that's really easy to do, by the way. At the end of the program, this becomes a podcast. So what I did is I found a story that shows a lot of men on the liberal left have been getting vasectomies for a whole host of reasons. Some of them, they say anyway, they're standing in unison with women because of the decision by the Supreme Court that overturned Roe v. Wade. I think they're just trying to hook up, and that was one of the ways to do it. But okay, then there's others out there, those on the hardcore liberal left who are believers in the whole cult of climate change, so hardcore that they're not having kids. In which case, if you've seen the movie Idiocracy, for those of us that are more libertarian and conservative, that's nothing but good news for us. Let them, they're choosing not to breed. That's our cue to breed more. And you see in time who eventually takes over. If you miss that monologue, when this program's over, it becomes a podcast. Wake up Wyoming app, free to download your app store, touch on demand, select today's episode, and listen back to what you miss. It's free, and we get rid of a lot of the you know the commercials, news, stuff like that to condense it down for you. Now, we're in the 8 o'clock hour, so. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I got several things I'm going to go through real quick over here. First off, the U.S. Despite all of the money that your government has been borrowing and spending over the past few years, and a lot of that was the COVID excuse. And then also there was, they called it the Inflation Reduction Act, which, as you know, had nothing to do. It caused more inflation. 
And it was really trying to get that Green New Deal through. They did that. That's trillions of dollars. Despite all of that spending, your government hits its debt ceiling Thursday. And already they're negotiating about this. They want to raise the debt ceiling again. So Biden is going around saying, well, I reduced the deficit. No, he didn't. Flat out delusional lies. Spent more than any other president in the history of presidents is what he's done. So, no, the president did not cut back on spending. This has been horrific how much spending is going on. So, okay, here's the story. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen Friday notified last Friday Congress the U.S. will reach its debt limit next Thursday. Now, after that, Treasury Department this month will begin taking certain extraordinary measures, the story says, to prevent the United States from defaulting on its obligations. All right, so the Treasury uh, is not currently able to estimate how long those emergency actions will allow, will allow your government to pay for government obligations, she wrote. She said, but it's unlikely that cash and extraordinary measures will be exhausted before early June. She warned McCarthy that it's uh, critical that Congress act in a timely manner to increase or suspend the debt limit. Now, to, to suspend the debt limit just means we don't. We just decided we don't have one. Wouldn't you love it if you could do that with your credit cards? You just decide your credit cards don't have a debt limit. Failure to meet the government obligation, she said, will cause irreparable harm to the U.S. economy, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So part of what the Republicans are screaming for, Republicans are saying that they would like to if they vote to increase the debt limit, have serious spending cuts come with it. So yes, yes, Democrats will allow you to increase the debt limit, providing we take some serious cuts so we can get this outrageous spending out of control. And we've got to stop, well, the president's gonna keep saying it. We've got to drive the point home. No, Mr. President, you didn't, decrease spending. You've increased the hell out of it over the past couple of years, and this is just not sustainable. A word that those on the left love to use all the time, sustainable. This is just not sustainable. In fact, beyond delusional. What can I do for you today? I would like to raise my debt limit. Excuse me? My debt limit. I'd like to raise it. Because the last time I checked, Mr. Smith, you were in serious debt. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Figured we should raise that limit. Yeah, it says here you're $140,270 in debt. Right, so I figured we should raise that limit to about 170000 I just bought a 60-inch flat screen. Have you ever been to Australia? No. Leaving tomorrow, mate. You should check it out. Great parasailing. Do you have some new income that I don't know about? Uh, no, I'm still making about twenty one grand a year. Okay, and are you still spending $38,000 a year? That's what it says. So you're adding $17,000 a year in debt. Wow, is that what it comes out to? Debt limit going up. Ding! Uh, have you made any cuts in your expenses? Oh, of course, yes. Uh, my wife and I cut $380 out of our annual budget. It's $380. It's brutal. Huh. So you're, you're, you're making 
you're adding, okay, so you're adding $17,000 a year to your $140,000 in debt, and you cut $380. Well, you say it like that, it makes it not sound like a lot. Hey, maybe you should think about generating some new income, maybe a new job, maybe ask for that raise. Oh, asking for that raise, that's not, I'm not comfortable, that's an awkward conversation. I, I've always been able to raise my debt limit. Yeah, well, th this is a little different. Well, how? We're in the middle of a recession, and your credit rating will plummet if you continue to go along this path. It I almost had it. Um, you, you don't see how bad this is, do you? I cut my budget by $380. Are you kidding? I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. We can't help you. You missed a little. I am I'm very sorry. My wife is going to lose it. Been there. I mean, $380 was bad enough. I mean, this is going to end our marriage. We stopped talking to each other for a month. The baby was totally freaked out. Wait. You have kids? Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, what they do is they get the little kid who is Sign signing with All a right. crayon. She can't even I mean, really do her signature. Do this, right? So, yeah, future generations will be able to yeah, handle all of this, right. right? And that's exactly what we're doing here in the United States of America. Future generations will have to pick up this tab. And if you think the economy is tough now, boy, it's a good thing that we won't be around to see what we're about to put them through. If I manage to make it through this week, I would like my street jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. Your morning travel. Glenn Woods, did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. So how many guns should a normal person have? About five. That sounds like a gun enthusiast. No, gun enthusiasts have about 15. 15? That sounds like someone who's obsessed with guns. No. People who are obsessed with guns have hundreds. Now that sounds like a psycho. No, psychos seldom own guns, and if they do, it's one or two. But one or two sound like a normal person. A normal person has about five. We have already covered this. I know I have to go over and over and over again. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. So every so often, I like to pick on people who've purchased electric vehicles. And really, the reason why is, well, so many things... So many things they did not look into. And well, as an example of that, when I say electric vehicles, they're toxic to create, toxic to dispose of. And there's no such thing as a zero emissions vehicle when you understand not just the creation of the vehicle, but the operation of the vehicle. There is no such thing as a zero emissions vehicle. It just it simply doesn't work that way. But people believe so much of what they're told without doing any extra homework on it. And oftentimes when I talk to somebody, and I'm not trying to talk them out of their electric vehicle. If they want one, go buy one. The other thing I ask is, please be honest about it. And while you're at it, no subsidies. But be honest about it, right? All right, so I will get to it in just a moment here because there's a lot of people out there 
who have electric vehicles who didn't see the hidden costs and problems. And I have another one for you. Micah's on the phone. Morning. Well, I'm not calling about that. No, that's okay, though. It's open phones. <laughs> you know, you were just reporting about um, Congress, in the federal sense, um, increasing the, the debt ceiling. Right. But in return for cutting a lot of the expenses. Right, yeah. <laughs> isn't that kind of silly? Wouldn't it seem <laughs> that if you just go ahead and cut the expenses, you don't have to increase the debt sales. Now, now, Micah. I mean, I just, you know, sometimes I'm just so perplexed with where all these people ever went to school and, and yes, figured you out, you know, you put things on the weighing machine and it just doesn't come out quite It doesn't, equal. no. This is why, let me no. give you an example of something along those lines. So a lot of these people that are in college in one way or another are college educated, right? And I've right. found people who went and studied economics, came out of college, really just completely screwed up when it comes to economics. But then you go talk to their college professor, and you, then you realize why, right? Give you a great idea. Ocasio-Cortez has an economics degree. Right. Yeah, so it gives you an idea how bad – yeah. And so – when it comes to how government's supposed to run, I mean, so many issues we could talk about. They learned all of this stuff in college. Well, no wonder they're so screwed up. And then we make the mistake of putting these people in charge like they're experts or something like that. You know, it's really funny because the first office that I worked for in the CIA was the um, Office of Economics. And right. all of those analysts in there would tell me the very first week that you're here, what you learn is that whatever you learned about economics in college to get your degree, yeah. forget it. Yeah. Start from square one because what you learn there is not the reality of things. Do you? And I thought, that's really interesting. Why aren't they going back and telling yeah. the colleges what you're teaching ain't working? <laughs> Have you heard, I know I've told the story several times, about Occupy Wall Street and the dumbest person and the second dumbest person? No. Okay. Hang up and listen. You'll love this story. Okay. It goes right into what okay, you're saying. But before huh? I hang up, yes. let me just say one thing. Sure, go ahead. I have really been impressed listening to the House and Senate um, conversations here in, in Wyoming right. over over the Internet, actually. You can just watch it right from your home. People just need to go to wyo.gov and right. then just select you know your, your state um, departments and click on what you want but i i've really been impressed so far i yeah. think maybe there is hope <laughs> a little bit so well, i will look, now hang up and listen to your okay thing thank you there is hope especially because so many people who are on the left are either getting vasectomies or choosing not to have kids so there's hope for the world because they're not breeding and they're choosing not to okay micah when it comes to degrees from universities i found out that many americans have no idea how government works or how the economy works or even what money is and then I go listen to their high school teachers and their college professors and I find out why because those people don't understand to give you an example let's go back to Occupy Wall Street that's when all of these college students went and took over parks and so on around America camped out in front of city halls and so on Oh, they, this was a big movement. They wanted to take things over. And so much of what they were pushing or trying to push on America was what they had learned at college. The second dumbest person 
from Occupy Wall Street was a young lady who stood up in front of a crowd. I'm sorry, she's, she's the dumbest, the young man who stood up in front of the crowd and said, we need to get rid of money and go back to the barter system. Okay, so when he wants to buy a house or a car, I want him to grab all of his garbage and drag it down to the car dealership and try to haggle for a new car since he's not going to use money. But that was the second dumbest guy. The dumbest was the young lady who said, we need to set it up so everybody can just print their own money at home. That way everybody has money. And they never run out of money because we can all just print it as we need it. Which means both those two had graduated high school and were in college and they didn't even know what money was or how it worked. Tom is in Douglas. Hi, Tom. Hi, how are you doing, Glenn? Good, sir. What you got? Hey, I just wanted to get your opinion. Uh, yeah, yesterday I got some pictures from Dimpro from Svetlana, uh, a friend of mine in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, it, I, it's about time the world has come together because we've had enough of Vladimir Putin right. in the days of Radio Moscow, and, and I'm of that age. My thoughts are we start equipping Ukrainian soldiers uh, with these missiles that are coming from uh, Russia. Our CIA exactly knows where they're coming from. So now we start sending missiles back to those exact uh, military mm -hmm. complexes where they're coming from. Because I know we don't want to get dragged into this, but I know the old Soviet Union and the people of the U.S. and Wyoming don't think this has anything to do with oh, it. Oh, it has a it lot does. to Yeah, Putin wants to rebuild the old Soviet Union. Yeah, and, and I remember Radio Moscow and, and Karl Marxroth mm -hmm. uh, east of the Berlin Wall. You yeah. know, places like that were just... Uh, uh, we don't... We as Americans don't know what not having freedom is about. Right. But I think... I, I would love... Uh, the world to come together and say, you know, if Russia's not going to take him out, right. we will. Probably and, won't, and, yeah. it's, and it's okay. the right thing, to morally, and, you know, I always think about it. One day I'd like to wake up and say, here, Vladimir Putin has been uh, assassinated. Right. And if I personally could do it, I mm -hmm. would. Uh, I bet there's a lot of people in Ukraine that have thought about it, too. Have you noticed, just between you and me, no one else listening, of course, it seems like that we and a lot of the other NATO nations are testing our latest military toys in Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's good. And and the thing about it, Glenn, and I kind of liked uh, what uh, uh, Trump was like that. He was like... We're not going to tell you when we're coming. You yeah. know when we're there. But yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, and it's like, let's not uh, NATO or the U.S. Don't tell Russia yeah. what we're sending to Ukraine. Just, let's just send it. Do it. They'll know it when we get there. All right, Tom. Thanks for calling, okay. Tom and Douglas. About Ukraine news time is coming up. Weather forecast right after that. Phone number for you to get involved. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio.
836 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, 888 what's the phone number? That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Going back to Micah's call real quick. So I look at the people who are, this is one of the reasons, being more of a libertarian kind of guy, that I want the smallest possible government. Add this to the list of reasons. Here are people in government who claim to be experts and they want to run everything. They even claim that they can change the weather for you. Just do what they say, and they'll make sure that you never have to put up with another hurricane or drought or flood or tornado or whatever. They can handle it all. They just need your money and power over you, and they can do whatever you want. So let's just drill in on what Michael was talking about, economics. These are not economic experts in government. I mentioned Janet Yellen. She has no idea what she's doing. She absolutely has no idea what she's doing. Members of Congress, your president, they don't know. Government should not be running the economy. There was a time, it wasn't actually that just a couple of generations ago, when your government had nothing to do with the economy whatsoever. They didn't touch it. You never heard a president say, well, we're going to create jobs because they, they understood Presidents don't create jobs. Oh, they could certainly pass legislation that would kill jobs, but uh, and they could even pass legislation that would make it easier for people to do business by getting government out of the way. But government does not create jobs. It's the private sector that does. Okay? Government needs to stay out of the economy. And government needs to stop trying to solve every little problem with more spending, more spending, more spending, bigger government, big government, bigger government. These people don't understand how things actually work. They're not the smartest among us. They think they are. Oh, go ask them. Oh, they're convinced they're the smartest among us. You're talking some massive egos here. Okay? They, oh, they really think a lot of themselves. But government... And the people in government, oftentimes narcissistic idiots. And they may flash them like Ocasio-Cortez will flash her. I went to college. I have these degrees. Yeah, other than that, she was a bartender. She has really no life experience whatsoever. She is an expert in absolutely nothing. And yet she thinks she can fix everything. Same thing with our current president and presidents before him. This is why, as more of the libertarian guy, I want to go back to what government was before we allowed it to get too big. And what we allowed with government was just for them to take care of a few basic functions and not much more. The rest was up to us. And that's when we had affordable health care, when government didn't mess much. The only time government got involved in health care is if you had a doctor who turned out to be a quack and he did harm to you, they'd go take care of him for you. If your insurance company was supposed to pay up on something and they were refusing to do it, we'll take him to court. Government will take care of that for you and you'll get your money that you were due out of the insurance company. You see what I mean? Things like this. This is what government was for, to make sure that the bad players out there if a drug company came up with a drug that didn't do, it was snake oil, essentially. And you spent your money on that. It might have even done harm to you. Go take them to court. Government will take care of them. See, that's what government did. Other than that, government stayed out of health care. Stayed out of the audio, auto industry. Stayed out of 
power creation, electricity, for example, did not try to steer the economy. Well, we're all going to drive electric cars. It's not the government's business what you drive. Government actually did very little. And that's when things were a whole lot better. Not perfect. There is no such thing as utopia. That doesn't exist. But you were allowed to make your own decisions. And if you made a mistake, you had the choice from either you could learn from your mistakes and become a better person, or you can just continue to be a, a, a screw-up. But there's reason why our founding fathers made sure that government was to be small, not have a whole lot of power, not have a whole lot of money, is precisely what we're going through right now. Diane is out there in LaGrange. Hello. Morning. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I just uh, needed to call you. I, my connection isn't real good, so I hope it's all right. But You're good. Yeah. I What we have to watch, though, are we have had presidents encourage companies to go to foreign nations. Yeah. And I can remember Obama saying uh, we weren't going to produce anything in this country anymore. We're just going to be a service uh, kind of country. And uh, so that's what they do wrong. And uh, I agree. They need to stay out of the private sector, but they have to uh, get their nose in there and and, uh, fight everybody else and then send the companies to other countries and so we quit producing things here and that loses jobs so that's all thank you diane i appreciate it well no she's she's right about this so yeah it was obama that said well gonna get these companies to come back well we can one thing that trump did that was right was get government out of the way even just a little bit he reduced regulations and made it once again profitable for a company to do business in America, they got to keep more of their profits. So regulations were not gone, but low, and taxes were lower, and companies started coming back to America. The steel industry came back. Auto manufacturing came back. In just a couple of years, all of these businesses that were on foreign shores started coming back to America. Yes, it's because we got government out of the way. But as we continue to raise taxes, especially on big corporations, and make it outrageously expensive to produce in America, why would they produce here? That's why they go to other countries. No, they wouldn't produce here. They would go to other countries. And then when they do make a profit, our taxes here in America are actually higher than China's. So why would they do business here? If you think it's unpatriotic for a company to do business in China, to manufacture in China or India or something like that, I don't consider it unpatriotic for the company to do that. The company's just trying to survive. What I consider unpatriotic is, once again, your government continuing to raise regulations, taxes, making it more and more difficult for companies to do business in America, that drives them overseas. And then when a company does go overseas, government complains that, well, all of that tax money is gone because they went overseas. And so now they want to tax internationally because their tax base just ran away. Dave, that sounds like California. California does the same thing. They raise taxes, raise regulations, and drive individuals and businesses out of California. Then they get mad that those people left. Well, 
quit running them off. Stop running them off. Make it easy to do business. Now, oftentimes when I say this, I hear somebody somebody has to come out of the woodwork and say, well, you can't have no regulations. At what time did I say no regulations? I never said that. I said don't over-regulate to the point that it's impossible to do business. 845, wake up Wyoming. Sometimes the best Wyoming mobile app. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. It's a time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox. We go to talk to Frank Gambino. So, Frank, I have a list of excuses. If you want to grab a pen and get ready with this. I'm ready. Okay. So, uh, these are excuses for if you're late here in, in Wyoming. And I will determine if it's lame or not. Uh, let me see. Strong winds couldn't open the car door. Well, that's legit. Okay, that's legit. Uh, wild turkeys in the street. You... Drive around them, lame. Oh, okay. Well, I see. I I don't drive around them. I drive through them because no, then no, I they have won't dinner. move. They they're not going to move for you. No, I don't want them to move. I want dinner. <laughs> so the other turkeys will be very mad. Uh, yeah, I just, I just got to pick up the dead one real fast. Yeah. Okay, legit one. I think eight foot snowdrifts. Legit. Yeah, definitely. Bear on front porch. In in rare cases. Okay. But it, it, does, but it is it does legit, happen. but yeah. it's rare. Okay. This one I think is lame, but you tell me. Line at Starbucks. Lame. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Depending on if you're a hunter or not, I'm late for work because I drew a moose license. Legit. That's legit. Okay. Snow plow blocking the parking lot. Legit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, large antelope herd in the street. <laughs> um... And that's right up there with the turkey, yeah, as far as I'm right. concerned. You yeah. Drive around them, okay. but, you know, that's kind of legit. Okay, now, sub-zero temperature, that means more time getting your car ready to go. If it runs at all. Yes. Legit. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, now, you didn't like I couldn't get out of my car because of the wind. <laughs> what about strong wind ripped off my car door? Lame. Lame, you think so? Although... I and a couple of other people have had, that I know, a car door damaged. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I it, it, it could rip your arm off. Yes. I had uh, a friend of mine. Oh, she was so embarrassed, but it's just not her. She opened up my car door. It got away from her. <laughs> it swung the door open really hard, and after that, it wouldn't close properly. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So, so maybe uh, it's not late. No, that, that I would say yeah. in some yeah that 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 we'll, we'll call that one legit. Yeah, if you're driving to work and you're holding your door closed the whole way, <laughs> which I had to do, <laughs> but that's actually I think probably. Well, you're, you're glad you had. Um, Could yeah. you also? I would throw in this one too. So you're trying to make your turn into work. Yes. Right, but you can't because there's that windrow of snow right up the middle of the road. You Lane, have to drive keep like, driving and go around. Yeah, it's like a mile place. down the road. You'll be fine. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys at Air Force tonight down in Colorado Springs. This season has been 
awful for the Cowboys with all their injuries and subsequent poor play. They're 5-12 and overall, 0-5 oh in Mountain West play with lopsided losses piling up. Air Force is 2-3 and in league play at 11-7 overall. That's a 7 p.m. start from the Academy. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Larry. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls keep rolling along. They beat Nevada on the road 57-53 last night to get to 5-1 and in Mountain West Conference play and 12-5 and overall. Allison Furtig and Emily Malima each had 16 points for the Cowgirls, but UW 1 of 11 from the three-point line, but 16 of 19 from the free-throw line. Cowgirls will host UNLV on Thursday in Laramie. In girls high school basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday, Laramie Overall in 65-39, Scotts Bluff beat Cheyenne Central 61-58, Glenrock over Dubois 63-45, Matisse over Midwest 45-21. On Saturday, the Cheyenne girls lost to Scotts Bluff 69-55. That broke the Thunderbirds' 48-game win streak, which tied a state record. Also in girls' play, Laramie all over Rock Springs 62-35, and Wheatland beat Cheyenne South 59-31. In boys' basketball from Friday, Laramie over Rollins 66-34, Cheyenne Central Central beats Gosselbluff 56-55. Glenrock over Dubois 67-63. Matisse over Midwest 66-34. On Saturday, Rock Springs beat Laramie 69-53. Cheyenne South over Wheatland 48-45. Cheyenne Central beat Cherokee Trail Colorado 72-61. Cheyenne East over Scottsbluff, Nebraska 52-48. Dubois beat Midwest 62-28. And then Midwest turned around and beat Arvada Claremont 55-240. In the NFL playoffs from last night, Dallas drilled Tampa Bay 31-14. So Dallas will be at San Francisco on Sunday for the divisional round playoffs. In the other NFC game, uh, Philadelphia will host the New York Giants on Saturday night. In the AFC, Kansas City will host Jacksonville on Saturday. Cincinnati goes to Buffalo on Sunday. The NFL coaching carousel, the Denver Broncos are still looking for that new head coach. Jim Harbaugh, the University of Michigan coach, says he is going to stay with the Wolverines. The big prize is former New Orleans head coach Sean Payton, who interviewed with the Houston Texans yesterday. Reportedly, he will interview with the Broncos today. New Orleans will be compensated by whoever team signs Payton because he's still under contract there. Likely a mid to late first round draft pick. And that's it in sports. Since we were mentioning when it comes to starting your car, no matter how, how cold it is, depends on how long it's going to take you to get there. My next vehicle, I'm going to make sure it's one of those I can auto start with my key thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because right now I have to go all the way out to my car, which is outside, start it, go back inside, get ready for work, and then go back out. No. Well, well, and that brings this whole other thing is that there are some municipalities with ordinances that say you can't have your car idling. Yeah, too bad. Well, 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 why do you have auto start? Yes, that's right. Yeah, they can just, too bad. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I said, I'm yeah, in Wyoming. Bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just forget that. My yeah. car's going to be auto started. All right, thank you, Frank. <laughs> Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We'll roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Then open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time. Wake up, my all mean. My name is Glenn Woods. Sorry, triple eight ninety seven Woods is the number. Getting some good calls today. Eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. Let me just kind of roll with the whole thing. 
For those who missed the first hour this morning, you want to go back and catch that. And you didn't miss it. This show becomes a podcast when I get done doing it live. And all you have to do is use your Wake Up Wyoming app, touch On Demand, and then select today's episode. And we get rid of things like uh, news and many of the commercials and so on to condense it. But what I talked about out of the gate, first thing this morning, one was a story about how more uh, Democrat liberal men are getting vasectomies, and I mean in record number. And they say they're doing this because of the decision by the Supreme Court that sent Roe v. Wade back to the states so the states could decide individually how each state would do it. They're doing this to, to be in unison with the women. No, they're just trying to hook up with the women and uh, fine, whatever, guys. They're getting vasectomies. Also, I read a long list from a major uh, news institution, the Wall Street Journal, I think it was, that said, and CNBC had an article on this, too, that a lot of people on the hardcore left are deciding not to have children because they're convinced that we're going to be in a massive climate catastrophe in the next decade or so. Now, of course, they've been told this for a very long time. Every decade, they kick that can down the road a little bit more. You were when I was a kid. I remember hearing that, and it was people were being told that before I was even born. So, here we're supposed to have some major climate catastrophe caused by us, by the way, and because of that, many on the left are not having kids. Did you watch the movie Idiocracy? Perfect. This means, though, in this case, they're going to basically breed themselves out by not reproducing. Libertarians like me and you conservatives out there start having babies. We take over in a very short period of time. Cody is in Carpenter. Hello, Cody. Hey, Glenn. Hey, boy, I was excited to hear about this. Yeah. This is just perfect, isn't it? A charitable, yeah. a charitable fund here. What? We start donating to this. We can get free vasectomies oh, my for Lord, liberal yeah. Democrat yeah. men. Oh, no, you can do... Okay, we can go ahead and package this in all sorts of different ways. No, no, no pun intended on the package there, but we can in all sorts of different ways we can package this. We can tell them that yeah. get a vasectomy to save the planet from climate change, and there's less fortunate people who can't afford it. This is, you know, yeah. would you agree with me, Cody, that this is one of those few times that we should start a government program for vasectomies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We, we can call it. Tips for snitch. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, Glenn. All right, thanks. Oh, God love them. Triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? Eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Anyway, if you missed that monologue, first hour, you didn't miss it. When this program is over, it becomes a podcast. Wake up, Wyoming app. Touch on demand. Select the episode and just listen to that opening monologue. But yeah, there, there you go. This is perfect because in the for those who didn't see the movie. In the idiocracy, what happens is all of these uh, well-educated people, yuppies and so on, decide not to have kids for various reasons. And so if they do have a kid, they maybe have one. Meantime, go to your basic trailer park and watch the trailer trash having kids like crazy. Okay, jump about 200 years into the future or so, and what do we have? 
Yeah, nothing but a bunch of inbred idiots running around. All of the intelligent people didn't have kids, so what are we left with, right? Okay, so for those who thought end times were here, that's it. It's over. Don't worry about it. You, you thought you lost your country, your liberties, your freedoms. No, you didn't. Because those on the hardcore left are choosing not to have kids. That's why I say libertarians like me, you more conservative people out there, breathe away, baby. In just a few generations, we've got this. Mike and Cheyenne, good news. The run for a vasectomy means people are still aware of their biological being. Yes. Oh, in fact, Micah, let me see if I can. I don't know if I'll be able to find this real quick here. Um, let's see. Uh, having kids. Okay. If I can find the story that I was reading earlier, there it is. Okay. It's a CNBC article, Micah. And in this, they were talking to someone about those people, a doctor who's having a lot of uh, vasectomies for patients coming for this very reason. One, a 39-year-old English teacher told CNBC, I refuse to bring children into the burning hellscape we call a planet. This is the kind of things that we're saying, right? Okay, so let's see. Um, some of those who already have children are not worried. I'm looking for specifically, there was a line in here from somebody who is giving uh, vasectomies out, and she can't say men. Yeah, she can't say that they're giving vasectomies to men. They have to use some other term. I'm looking for it. Uh, I don't know if I'll find it in time here. But she finds some other strange term uh, for those who are men. But w what do you do when you can't say men? Right. So that's why it just sounds bizarre the way they have to twist the language instead of just coming out and saying this is a man researchers observed they were projected irreversible okay uh i tell you what i have the story in front of me i'll go ahead and look for that particular line in there because to me it was just bizarre why can't you just say you're giving men vasectomies no because what if somebody doesn't identify as a man? Hang on, Micah. 913, Wake Up Wyoming. You do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Nine nineteen is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Darn, Mike, I found it. I just sent it to you. Here's what I was talking about. For those people who are listening to the discussion, that a lot of people on the hardcore left, and I'm talking about the extreme left, like cult of climate change kind of people, for various reasons are not having kids, and even the guys are choosing to get vasectomies because they don't want kids, because they think that the end is nigh, and this is a horrible hell of a planet, and so on. And my answer is, good, quit breeding, please. And they're choosing to not breed. That's good for the human race. The fewer of them, the better. All right, so here's the line I was telling Micah about. Since the Dobbs decision, that's the decision that takes abortion and sends it back to the states to decide. This is a quote now. 
We have seen an increasing number of male-bodied people coming and requesting the service of vasectomies. Male-bodied people. Can't say just men. Yeah, you you might not identify as a man, but you're in a male body. That's what she's trying to say. This is how they have to contort themselves to try to speak in a politically correct way. So just say men. I don't care what they identify as. That's a guy. Anyway, yeah, more than ever before, these guys are choosing not to have kids. They're going to go get vasectomies. And again... The fewer of them that breed, the better we all are. Because in just a few generations, they end up breeding out. Whatever that disorder is that they have is bred out of the human race. In the meantime, the rest of you raise alpha kids. That's better for the human race. All right. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. On that note, let's go real quick to Seattle, Washington. There's a woman who got on, and I think it was the city council she got on, and this woman flat out says she's a socialist, and she is an angry socialist. And since she's been on city council, you know what a mess Seattle has become. Dear God, the bizarre things that she wants to do. And some of the stuff she's trying to get past already is running businesses out of the area. The city's trash enough as it is. I like this headline, though. Seattle Socialist faces a new challenger from a sustainable pot farmer. <laughs> okay. Here's the story. This You'd expect it out of here or San Francisco as one of the other stories, but okay. Seattle's Socialist City Council member has arguably been a disaster for the city in 2020. She was the council member who pushed for a 50% cut in the police budget. She wound up being the only person who voted against the cuts that did pass, not because she was against the cuts, but she thought the cuts were too small. When the police chief criticized that move, she led the board in uh, cutting her cutting salaries. The, the chief quit. She also represents Capitol Hill, where they took place a couple of years ago. She was in favor of letting the mob take over permanently. She also has accused, um, oh, sorry, used her position to attack the mayor and brought a group of protesters to her home. On and on it goes. Narrowly survived an attempted recall by just a few hundred votes. Because even the leftists in Seattle think, damn, this woman's nuts. But now she's facing a new adversary. Today, a pot farmer announced that she would challenge for that seat business owners and community advocates joy hollingsworth announced monday that she's running for that city council seat i she probably has a really good chance here launching her campaign before a packed auditorium in the central city area she presented herself as someone who could serve all of the constituents in her district Quote, the biggest thing I want to bring is unifying all the neighborhoods and the voices. Okay, so let's get rid of the socialist nutball in favor of a pot farmer. Sure, why not? It's Seattle. Mary is in Wheatland. Morning, Mary. 
Good morning. I just want to let uh, people know that our community thrift store is going to stay open, but it's kind of changing hands right now. So everything this week is 50% off and it's loaded. Okay. Where is I the th- mean, there are it, so it, many things there. It's unbelievable. If I were to go to the thrift store, where is it located? It is downtown area. Okay. Well, it is right around the corner from the police department, okay. um, right in the main, you know, right off of the main drag. Your downtown is not all that. that big, so I would suggest just park anywhere and stand there and look around and you'll see it. Oh, my, it's amazing. Um, yeah. I, and they have not, the people who are in charge right now haven't let anybody know about it, but I, I just thought it, it's a my amazing buy. Because, you know, thrift stores have gone out of sight with their prices just because of the influx of people yeah. coming into our, you know, uh, United States. And, and also just because people can't afford going to a regular store. Right. So they have clothes there and they have shoes there and they have musical instruments and they have puzzles. Okay. And, oh, my gosh, it's just a plethora of wonderful buys. This is the first time I think anyone's ever used plethora on the airways with me within the past uh, <laughs> Can't know how many. Did I pronounce it correctly? I think you did good, yeah. And for those people who don't know, a lot of times, you know, for many years, I drove by Wheatland, and I just drove by and went, eh, you know, yes, I'm on the highway. Then one day I decided I'm not being fair, so I drove into Wheatland. You have a cute little town there. It's a neat little oh my, place. Yes. Yeah, it's a neat little get down by the river where the downtown area is. You have, love your little airport out there. That's nice. I like Wheatland. Yeah, great places to eat. Um, yeah, we certainly do have a, a nice little uh, selection for such a small town. So yeah. thanks so much, Glenn. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, I agree with you, Miss Mary. Miss Mary writes, Will I drive an hour and a half for good thrifting? Honestly, I might. Yes, I do like. In fact, one of the things I like doing, I haven't had a chance to do this in a while, but let's say I move to someplace new, and you know, in my life, the radio business, sometimes I have to move somewhere new. This is part of the business. And when I arrive, I usually arrive with very little, intentionally, read my book, The Uncomplicated Life, you'll see why. And when I get there, a lot of the shopping I do for stuff for a house or an apartment, whatever, is by going to some of these little thrift stores out there. Because you can find some of the coolest deals, if you know what you're looking for. And in some cases, how to negotiate. All right, one more for you real quick here. Now, I got to go ahead and and put this together the right way so you understand. Uh, Let's go to electric vehicles. You know I like picking on, right? They're uh, toxic to create, toxic to dispose of. And there is no such thing as a vehicle that is... uh, carbon neutral or zero emissions. It doesn't exist. But there are people beyond that, people who buy electric vehicles, and they didn't really do all their homework. Not not just what I said, but even more homework on the operation of these vehicles. I have a headline in front of me. Man plugs his $115,000 electric Humvee to charge on Sunday finds out it won't be ready until Friday. Yeah, now, he has made a mistake here. It doesn't have to take that long, but let me explain what that mistake is. Recently, I was watching a video of a guy who bought an electric vehicle, and he didn't know some of the hidden charges. One of them was he thought when he pulled up to one of those charging stations that are out and about around businesses, he thought those were free. 
was shocked to find out that he would have to pay for the electricity. And I'm listening to this thinking, do you not understand where electricity comes from? No, people don't. You plug into the wall and there it is, right? We have to create electricity. And whether you're raping the earth through wind and solar production or raping the earth through you know, coal production, whatever, they, whatever you're doing, we have to make electricity. And it costs a lot of money and manpower and time to do that. Of course, you're going to pay to charge your electric car. But now, if you're going to set up a charging unit at your house, there's different levels of charging units. There's the one that will charge your car in 15 minutes, but that's really expensive to set up in your house. You can't just plug it into your regular wall socket. You're talking about charging a vehicle. So you're going to need a whole different setup for this. He chose the cheapest setup, which is why his vehicle that he plugged in on Sunday won't be ready until Friday, because he chose the least expensive charging unit for his house. If he spent about $30,000 to get one to charge up in about 15 minutes, well, it wouldn't have been any problem at all. But does he want to spend an extra $30,000? Yeah, and you thought these cars were all just free and affordable and clean and sustainable and so on? Do your research before you buy something. Coming up on 9.30, local news, weather forecast, Wake Up Wyoming. Chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Thirty-six at a time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Triple Eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number. So, I got Miss Mary to help me to remind me to do something every single week. I keep adding to the funny bits that I write, and then I get character voices. Some of them include listeners to help me record these bits, and that way there's some comedy, some humor, some satire that goes along with the program. Now, a lot of those you can go ahead and listen to. Ms. Mary's releasing them, season one. We're in season two now, I believe, of Wyoming Altered States. So use your Wake Up Wyoming app, touch on demand, select Wyoming Altered States. Those are the funny bits. And how they were created, there's an explanation in there. I think the next one, I always write them on Wednesday. She comes and reminds me, write something. You know, this, this is Wednesday. This is what you do. Write another bit. And we record it during the course of the rest of the week. The whole one over uh, people on the hardcore left, the hardcore left, choosing not to have kids is just hysterical. So I'm going to see if I can come up with something based on that. And that reminded me to open up one. I haven't played one of these in a while. One of my all-time favorite creations was Jenkins and the Boss. Now, I'm the voice. I wrote this. I'm the voice of the boss. John is from Gillette, Wyoming. He's the voice of the boss's co-worker, Jenkins. The, the point of this whole bit is a whole series of bits that I wrote. The boss is a guy who's just from a different time. Picture some short, balding, pot-bellied little old businessman who is a self-made man and is from just a different era where self-made men were celebrated. And he's trying to navigate today's world. So the young man he has working for him, Jenkins, 
understands that the boss just doesn't get it and is always trying to help him and steer him so he can survive. Sir, I was just in the bathroom and Dan decided, decided to take this workplace paperless. Paperless, sir? Uh, yes, I think we're behind the times on this. Well, yes, sir, but... We're going green. Got to save the planet, you know. Yes, sir. And besides, with today's technology, using paper just slows everything down. Yes, sir, so but... Why spend money on ink and paper, expensive coffee machines, and whatever that can be done with the click of a mouse? Yes, sir, but I... But what, Jenkins? Sir, there's there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Right. Well, d uh, don't worry. There's an app for that. An app, sir? No, come on now, Jenkins. Get with the times. An app uh, for your phone. See, just touch the toilet paper app on my phone and... On your phone, sir? But well, you certainly can't use your iPad. I mean, that's a little big, don't you think? Especially, uh, well, not so big for Mural down in accounting. Have you seen her big keister? No, sir, I try not to look at her. I can't, uh, can't use your laptop. With the flip screen, that's just too big and awkward. And forget the desktop tower. Can't go dragging that down the hall now, can you? No, sir, no, sir. So the iPhone, it has to sir, be. Sir, I'm not so sure. Uh, well, what do you of course, see? for a little bud like yours, Jenkins, better get a Razor phone. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, sir, if you'll excuse me, I need to go back to the bathroom and finish what I started. Do you do that? Oh, and, and Jenkins. Yes, sir? Uh, while you're heading that way, uh, find out who's been picking leaves off of the plant down there. There's only Two left. Two left. Ah, that should just about do it. Uh, do what, Jenkins? Not important, sir. I'll get right on it. This public service announcement is just a reminder that going green has consequences. Speaking of going green, another one I really like is sometimes the boss gets it right. This is where the boss is dealing with the issue of the company's carbon footprint. Again? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Jenkins, what's this on my calendar? Is this for real? Yes, sir. Leonardo DiCaprio and Al Gore are each flying in from their villas on their own private jets, and they're arriving in their fleets of SUVs to meet with you today. Whatever for? To talk to you about your carbon footprint, sir. Uh, gentlemen, I couldn't come today. Uh, my electric car is still on the charger. Got uh, and then charge them 1,000 times the parking fee per vehicle. Uh, tell them it's a carbon tax. Yes, sir. And where will you really be? I've rented a home for the weekend on a small island that's supposed to be underwater by now. Sir, sometimes I'm really proud of you. Well, thanks. But you still can't come. I can't blame you for trying, sir. And then there's times that the boss just doesn't get it. Uh, he has a meeting that he has to go to. And he's got a bunch of Generation Xers and Millennials at the meeting. He has no clue how... In the old days, conducting a business meeting was easy, but now... Jenkins! Yes, sir? Yes, sir? Uh, Jenkins, I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at here in our conference room. Uh, what did you fill all these bowls with? Where are the snacks? Well, sir, this meeting is with our Millennial interns, right? Well, yes? Snacking on coffee and donuts is so old school, sir. Oh, right. I remember when we switched to lattes and organic tofu. Sir, that is so last week. This is the new generation. New trends. Gotta keep up with the time. Well, I guess those look tasty. Let's see what these kids are into these days. Well, sir, what do you think? Tastes like laundry soap. Exactly. What's in that 
football. Are those what they what I think they are? Yes, sir. Surely we're not letting them have sex during the meeting. Oh, no, sir. That would be silly. No, sir. You take the condom and you snort it up your nose and then pull it out through Stop. your... Stop. I don't want to know the rest of this. It's the latest trend, sir. Fine. Fine. Just get them in here so I can talk to them. That's changed, too, sir. They will all sit in their seats looking at their phones while you Snapchat with them. Whatever you do, don't talk to them directly, and sir? Yes? No eye contact. How will they know I'm their boss? Sir, we can't let them know that their boss is an old, rich, white guy. That would trigger them. Fine, fine. Call them in. Let's get this meeting started. Very good, sir. I'll just go and coax them out of our company safe space. This one's for the people who have ever felt the pain of stepping on a Lego. I know it hurts. This one's for the people who have ever felt the pain of losing a dollar to a broken vending machine. It's sad. This one's for the people who's allergic to dogs that must be rough. Get it? Rough. It's gonna be okay. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. On K2 Radio, join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Nine forty nine is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Our friend Gambino out on some personal business this hour. So just you and me, which is a shame because he's going to miss this story here. It's on the Wake Up Wyoming website, so if you have the app, at some point Miss Mary will alert it to you. But you can also use the app just to get to the story, so you can see the pictures that go with what I'm talking about. Uh, Casper, Wyoming, the Lucha Dwarfinators will be in Casper. No, you didn't. Don't look at your radio that way. That's what I said. Lucha, as in luchadori, wrestlers. Dwarfinators will be wrestling in February 2023. So this February story says an awesome wrestling event making its way to Central Wyoming Fairgrounds. Coming up on Saturday, February 25th, Extreme Dwarf Wrestling. Again, don't look at your radio that way. I'm just reading it directly from the story, okay? For those who have never witnessed the show before, the official Dwarfinator website states, We, the Dwarfinators, will surely excite and delight audiences of all ages, and hey, take note. This is not your average midget micro-dwarf or any little people wrestling show. Again, I'm just reading it directly. We, the Dwarfinators, just welcome the mini luchadors from Mexico. Trained in the art of high-flying aerial moves and death-defying maneuvers, they are masked warriors who put on a badass show that you have never seen before. We are small in stature, but we pack a powerful punch. We have been touring for over 15 years and selling out shows at event centers, nightclubs, and arenas, fairgrounds, and much more. We flip, we fly, we toss, we soar through the air, performing jaw-dropping stunts that will leave you on the edge of your seat. If you're looking for family-friendly entertainment that is sure to hit to be a hit with everyone, then our Dwarf Wrestling Show is the perfect venue for you, so bring your family. Now, 
we have read at, at times I've given you stories where there are some people who want to put an end to stuff like this. Well, that's just offensive. Not to the people out there putting on the show. They're having a great time, and so is the audience. So do it in Wyoming. Now, since Frank is out, I need something to play for sports for you guys. So You know the guy's oh, name's on the baseball team? Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. <laughs> who is on first? Why are you asking me for? I don't know. Now, wait a minute. I'm, not I'm asking you who's on first. That's his name. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. That's it. <laughs> That's his name. Well, you said that. I ain't asked you nothing. You did. You know the guy's name on first base? Sure. Well, tell me the guy's name on first base. Who? <laughs> the guy playing first base. Who is on first, Lou? What are you asking me for? Don't get excited. I'm saying who. I'm asking you a simple question. Who's on first? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's it. That's who? <laughs> I'm asking you, what's the guy's name on first oh, base? Oh, no. What's on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. <laughs> Don't mix up my... I'm not mixing up anybody. Now, what's the guy's name on first base? Now, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who is on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. How did I get on third base? You mentioned his name. I mentioned his name. Yes. I don't know anybody's name on the team. I, how could I mention a guy's name? You did. You just mentioned it. All right. What's the guy's name on third base? No, what's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. He's on first. <laughs> You do, you mention their names. I do? Sure. You got an outfield? Well, naturally. The left fielder's name. Why? <laughs> I, I, I just thought I'd ask you. I just thought I'd ask you. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. Well, go ahead. Tell me. Tell you what? The left fielder's name. Why? Because I want to know. Because. Oh, he's center field. You know these players as well. Who's in center field? No, who's on first? What's on first? What's on first? I don't know. Third base. <laughs> Probably one of the greatest comedy bits in the history. Great comedy bits and it never gets old. All right, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Going to roll into news time after that. It'll be national, local update on your weather forecast. Don't forget now, this program becomes a podcast after I'm done here on the air. Give it a couple of minutes, it loads up. News is gone. Very few commercials. It's condensed for you. Use your Wake Up Wyoming app on the toolbar. Touch on demand. Then select today's episode. You can listen, pause it, start it again, share it, and it's free. It's Wake Up Wyoming. You wash your hands.